or that infidel taking you down the road of sin into the paths of unrighteousness, you have to make a choice. Amen. Amen. I had to. I never was bound up like that, but I was bound up with a girl that I knew wasn't going to live for God. Amen. I knew she wasn't going to live for God. I knew by the way she acted she wasn't going to live for God. I had a buddy that had got to the place of where he danced in the church under the power of the Holy Ghost to where he got to making fun of the people who danced under the power of the Holy Ghost. To where he got to talking about everybody in the church and how we, we, we can't be like them. Uh, some of you boys, you know what I mean. You've been doing the same thing around here. You know what I finally did? One day, I said, this guy is going to get me in prison. He's going to get me in jail. He's going to get me to where uh, I don't love God. I don't love the ways of God. I don't have any respect for a man of God. And I said, I knew God called me to preach when I was 13, scared me to death, and I started running for all I was worth. And I knew that it, when I got married, if, if I ever obeyed God, I had to have some kind of wife that was going to fit in the ministry. And I knew she wasn't it. say well probably because she couldn't play an organ and she couldn't play a piano and she couldn't no really when I started going with my girlfriend that I'm married to today she couldn't play the organ and all this stuff either I used to go out and sit on the front porch while she hammered on the piano because she was driving me nuts in the house You say, well, then what made you marry Sister Elder? Her moral standard and her integrity to the church and God. The other girl I was going with was as immoral as could be, and I knew it. And she didn't love God, and she didn't love the house of God. And I knew this wouldn't fit in. Amen. Praise God. And she wondered where she lost out. And probably today she's still wondering where she lost out. She married a man named Carl. She loved my name and me so much. She married another man named Carl. It didn't work out. Amen. Praise God. And she wondered where she lost out. But that's where she lost out. Right there. As I made up my mind early in my life, someday I ain't going to be able to run from God no more. I'm going to have to face up to it. And every choice I make, I better make the right one. <coughs> Praise God. 
young teenage boy, you better make them right now because I'm going to tell you what, when you get 30, it'll be too late with all the bad decisions you made. Young lady, you better make them right now. I'm telling you something right now through the mouth of God. I'm not even preaching what I've come here to preach this morning. I haven't even got in Chronicles yet this morning. And I'm going to tell you something this morning, young lady. God is trying to help some of you young women straighten your life out right now. You better, while God's trying to help you right now, help God out. Amen. There comes a place in God that will separate you. There's a thin line that will separate you from God's mercy and his wrath. Amen. If you don't want to step over that boundary line. You want to stay on the merciful side of God. Amen. And I'm going to tell you something. There's something about 20 years. I don't know whether it's the way God figures a generation or not. But I've watched God work with people for 20 years. And then after 20 years just pour his wrath out upon them like mad. Amen. Brother Bean, Verbal Bean used to say if you come against a man of God he'll get you within 90 days. And I've seen that happen too. Worst thing you can do is attack the man of God. Amen. And I've seen it happen time and time and time again. Boy, I tell you what, they taught me. It don't make no difference whether he's right or wrong. Leave him alone. Praise God, and I'm going to do it too. I want you to know i got some ministering people that I'm with that I don't agree with. But I sure enough am not going to attack them. Amen. Praise God and attack their character and their walk with God and them kind of things. Praise God. Now in Second Chronicles, I want to show you some things this morning. In Second Chronicles, the seventeenth uh, chapter, God called Jehoshaphat. To be king over Israel. And if you're going to kill sin in your life, you're going to kill it. Now you hear me good this morning. I want every eye up here on me right now. Every eye in this house, I want it on me right now. You can go out there this morning with a lawnmower. You can mow those dandelions off. You can mow any kind of something out there that has thistles and thorns on it. There's a lot of wild rye out there this morning. You can mow it off. And you can step back and you can look at it and laugh and you can say, I got it. It ain't out there no more. We was riding to church this morning. My wife said, it must have rained last night. Honey, look, there's some water puddles laying around. And so uh, I... Uh, 
agreed with her that either we had a rain last night or a very heavy dew. Praise God. And so, <clears throat> what I'm saying to you is last night there was a pretty good percentage of moisture that fell down out of the sky. And when I woke up this morning, I told the wife, I said, we mowed that lawn right before we left, and it looks like a wheat field. If you think because you cut off the thing, you got rid of it, Are you hearing me? Brother Jesse, I hope you're telling your daddy what I'm saying instead of playing with that baby. I want daddy to hear what I'm saying this morning. Praise God. Are you hearing me? Praise God. Just because you went out there and cut it off one time doesn't mean it's gone. When Jehoshaphat became king, he started getting rid of all the things of his daddy. Look at the second verse of the 17th chapter of 2 Chronicles. And he placed forces in all the fenced cities of Judah and set garrisons in the land of Judah and in the cities of Ephraim which Asa his father had taken. And the Lord was with Jehoshaphat because he walked in the first ways of his father David and sought not after Balaam, but sought to the Lord God of his father and walked in his commandments and not after the doings in Israel. Therefore the Lord established the kingdom in his hand and all Judah brought to Jehoshaphat presence and he had riches and honors in abundance. Now, Jehoshaphat lived to see the days that Asa, his father, disobeyed his father, David. And did not walk after Jehovah God, but raised up other gods to serve. And God said, you won't have any groves in your land, but he built them anyhow. And he said, you won't have no idolatry. I'm going to tell you what you're going to do when you listen to me this morning. Just because you live in a modern world don't mean you're any different. You don't live for God this morning. You will give your children to false gods. You will burn them in pits that don't love them. You hearing me this morning? There's some of you in here this morning that's got more sorrow in your heart than you know how to do it. It's because you didn't turn holy unto God and destroy the groves that was in your lives. But you taught your children to serve other gods. When the preacher preaches to be in church, that means be in church. It don't mean it's all right to miss. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Amen. My mom and dad said it's okay to miss. Your mom and dad's going to pay the price of it too for disobeying the word of God and the man of God. And they're going to pay through you, little honey. They're presenting you to a place where they'll burn you when they don't even love you there. Amen. And you know what Jehoshaphat said? This is a wicked seed planted in Israel. If I don't totally destroy this thing and the seed, when I'm gone, it'll spring up again. Now I'm telling you this morning, you better destroy the thing in your life that's destroying you, seed and all. Young man, the fire that burns in you better burn for your wife. Young lady, the fire that burns in you better burn for your husband. Amen. You want to go to heaven, God's not going to have that kind of people up there. Only the righteous and the holy is going to walk on them streets up there. Where did you conquer that? It sure ain't up there. The Bible said these have overcome. These have overcome. What they overcome? They overcame the fire of their flesh. What they overcome? They overcame their lying tongue. What they overcome? They overcame their jealous spirit. What they overcome? They overcame their rambling mouth. Oh, I'm not preaching on repentance, Jesus' name, baptism, Holy Ghost, morning. I bet you wished I was. How many of you want to get in? I'm going to tell you, God's really been talking to me hard lately about a wedding garment. About a garment. How many of you want the right garment on when the rapture takes place? I want to get out of here. I don't want to be standing around watching people leave. And his heart was lifted up in the ways of the Lord. Moreover, he took away the high places in the groves of Judah. Also in the third year of his reign, he sent to his princes even Behind Obadiah, we could go on for a half hour here. And in the ninth verse, and, he, and they taught in Judah and had the book of the law of the Lord with them and went about throughout all the cities of Judah and taught the people. And the fear of the Lord fell upon all the kingdoms of the land and were round about Judah so that they made no more war against Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat said, I'll tell you what we're going to do. These devils might be attacking us from everywhere, but we're going to serve God with purity of heart and purity of mind and live right and do right.
Now, if we turn to the Lord with all of our heart and all of our mind, all of our soul and all of our strength, how many of you think He'll fight your battles for you? You know what the Lord's waiting on? The Lord's waiting on you to be, get sincere in dividing sin out of your life and serving Him. And when you turn to the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, and body, He'll go to work for you like you never dreamed of. And I'm not talking about going crazy either. I met a man one time down there in, on the road to Manhattan, and he told me that he was Jesus Christ. He was hitchhiking. Well, I said, uh, you're kind of weird, and I believe I'll leave you here, standing here hitchhiking, I'll go on down the road. I'm going to tell you something, serving God don't make you go nuts or crazy. Old Brother Bibbs, one time, he went in and sat down in a restaurant, get him a bowl of beans back in the Depressions. It was really tough, and the Lord let him find a dime on the sidewalk. It was enough to get him some dinner. He went in this restaurant and got him a bowl of beans. He sat down by this old boy, and this old boy said, You know who I am? Brother Bean said, No. He said, I don't know who you are. He said, I'm Moses. He said, you've read about him in the Bible, haven't you? Brother, brother said, yeah, sure have. He said, you know who I am? The old boy looked at him. He said, no, I don't know who you are. He said, I'm Doubting Thomas. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. God looks on our hearts and our attitudes. If your attitude's wrong and stinks, you're in trouble with God. From the very word go. Amen. Praise God. And the fear of the Lord fell upon all the kingdoms of the land that were round about Judah so that they made no more war against Jehoshaphat. Now God is ruling with Jehoshaphat. And if I read the next few verses, you're going to find out that God blesses. Let me tell you something. When you start honoring God's word, and when you start doing everything right, God's going to bless you. Somebody said, well, I'd like to get in the church, but I'd have to give up my boyfriend. Wonder what would happen if you gave up that devil and God gave you a wonderful husband. Well, I have to give up my girlfriend. Tell you what, I wouldn't want one of them wild hussies out there today. If you don't jump when she tells you to, she'll go get another boy to sleep with tonight. If you got you a good holy wife, boy, you better treat her nice and hang on to her. You got something. 
Praise God. Don't like this kind of preaching. Well, I'm sorry. I don't think they preach like this down at the Presbyterian Church. You ought to go down there next Sunday. They'll probably do it like you like it. Amen. They're scared to preach and say anything in them churches. They get have to find another church to preach in. They get fired. Them doctors and lawyers that fire them. Amen. They preach the way they want them to preach or else. But I'm trying to raise up something out of here that's going to take off when the horn blows. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Now, God's going to bless you when you do it right. If I don't get everything in this house this morning, it sure won't be because God didn't try. Because he's after me this morning. You know something? God goes to blessing you. It's easy to forget him. Forget where all of it's coming from. And then you get your, how many of you have emotions? Well, those of you that don't have any, go see the doctor, see what else you got. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Praise God. And our emotions, some of us that control them. My wife or somebody spoke to me in the car yesterday and said, you're as bad as that was the thing my mom said you're bad as I am you think out loud I looked at her and said well the only good thing I know about that is that so far I don't know any of us that died in an insane institution But sometimes it don't pay to think out loud. Praise God, get you in lots of trouble. And some of us can control our emotions. We can screw them down. Our wife can't make us mad. And God can't make us shout. Boss can't get under my feathers. Them's the kind most generally don't think they have any emotions. Until they start breaking out with a race or something. They say, what's wrong with you? Say, well, you're not letting nothing out, so something else is jumping out. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. We all of us have emotions. We all of us have inspirations. We all of us have aspirations. And when we get our aspirations, inspirations, and emotions going, we sure better know it's God. 
Old Jehoshaphat been doing real good. How many of you have to hear it? Well, listen to the back of the chapter. Starting in the 11th verse of the 17th chapter, some of the Philistines brought Jehoshaphat presents. I'm going to tell you something. When your enemy starts bringing you presents, When my enemies start bringing me presents, like a red flag, it starts going. <laughs> Pentecostal preachers are the most gullible thing. They think because all the time we smile and, and say, yeah, and we're nice and everything, we're stupid. But you might be surprised some of them aren't. And when your enemy goes to bringing you presents, somebody walked in the house and I know there was a preacher and a wife because they're the only ones that understand that. And they said, Oh, Sister Elder, how beautiful is that bowl? It's a nice, pretty bowl that Sister Elder keeps sitting in a certain place in the house. And she pat him on the back smile real big she said yeah she said that's one of my sacrifice gifts y'all don't know okay I won't tell you praise God a lot of people go out after we preach and sin and do everything and then here they come with a gift for the preacher And then they come to church and get their feathers busted off and they sit there, Oh, but I gave him something nice. Why does he treat me like this? Because I'm not dealing in money and gifts. If I was, I'd run a pawn shop. I'm dealing in saving souls. say well did you take the gift yeah you know why they get mad if you don't and then they get mad because you did so if you think bringing me some presents will change my attitude about you and sin and separation it won't praise God I had a man sit on the bench where Galen's is sitting this morning Joker had money I bet you if I could find him in town right now he's probably only got somewhere between six 
and 13 $100 bills in his billfold right now. Every time I see him, I've never caught him with less than six $100 bills in his billfold. I keep saying to him every, I'm not going to tell you who he is. You might go knock him over this afternoon. But And I told him one day sitting down there, I said, you know what, one of these days I'm going to read about you in the newspaper. He said, why? I said, because it's going to get out all over town you carry that stuff in your billfold all the time. And somebody going to find out you got quite a few of them in there and relieve you of them. But he used to sit about where you are, Galen, and smile, and there was nobody in this church could holler amen faster or louder. And I preached him right out those front doors. You know how? Just preaching the gospel. Preaching the gospel. When your friends go to dragging you, some gifts and these gifts are to turn you away from God hello I can tell by looking at you that's never happened to a one of you hallelujah when I was over there I walked around in that land and I got sick in my stomach. I said, this is a beautiful land. And you can feel the presence of God walking around over there. And I said, there is no sense of this nation being in the shape it's in this morning. But this reason why these people is in this situation is because they never destroyed them Philistines and so they got to mess with them today and the whole world. You know who the Philistines was? They're today's PLO. They're called Palestinians. Just change the name around a little bit. They're the same people. And if they would have literally killed them off and got rid of them like God said to, they wouldn't be around here messing around getting the whole world turned against them today. Amen. You know who the children of Ammon is? Well, the proper way to say it is Ammon. Do you know where the capital city of Jordan is? Ammon. And if they were to kill the children of Ammon, we wouldn't be making concessions with Jordan today. Praise God. Going to study the Bible this morning. Going to start in. And I might work some more on this Thursday night because I think 
While I was going to district conference, I found the answer for our church. Praise God. Praise God. And I want us to start in 2 Corinthians. We'll be in Corinthians and Chronicles all morning, so I'll probably get my tongue mixed up a little bit. Praise God. But I want to start in 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter. And uh, I'm going to start in the second verse. I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with that confidence wherewith I think to be bold against some, which think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. Sound like Paul had the same trouble. Some folks think the preacher's hard, indifferent, just walks in the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds are some strongholds of hell and I'm not going to preach on the strongholds of hell this morning but I think I will later on the Bible said that hell is reaching out to you and there are some strongholds of hell but we want God to pull those strongholds down out of our lives. How many of you want God to pull that stronghold down out of your life? Praise God. Now, here we go. Casting down imaginations. I wonder how many of you in here would be honest enough this morning to admit that in your imagination you imagined somebody thought something bad or evil of you when to come to find out they wasn't thinking that at all. Who put that in your mind and your heart? Hello? You wake yet? Casting down imaginations. That's different than building them up. And every higher thing that exalteth itself. Oh my God. I, I need to work on this this morning. Exalted itself against the knowledge of God. We've got a lot of things exalting itself against the knowledge of God today. About ten years ago, it's an amazing thing. I've been living for God for... 20 some years I've been in the church I've been in and around the church uh, this birthday I've been in and around the church 40 years praise God my mother drug me to Oneness United Pentecostal Church when I was 6 years old and I'll be 46 in a few more weeks. Praise God. So I've been in and around the church for 40 years. Praise God. 
and just a little over 10 years ago we started hearing a whole lot about the Greek and there's not enough people on the street know enough about the Greek to order a hot dog You, ought to, you think you know something about the Greek, you ought to get around somebody like Brother Urshan or Brother uh, uh, down there in Louisiana. I can't think of his name. Marvin Treese. Marvin Treese ain't nothing but a student. I thought he was a scholar when I heard him. There's not enough of us around here to know nothing about the Greek to even try to mess with it. Probably what we do is mess it up. I was talking about the Syrians the other day and I called them the Assyrians. And Brother uh, Ershon said, Brother Elder, you're doing real good there till you change tunes. I said, what do you mean by that? He said, there's a lot of difference between the Assyrians and the Syrians. And I said, oh, what's the difference? He said, the Assyrians are Christians and the Syrians are Arabic and Muslim. Hallelujah. You never stopped learning. Amen. But there's a lot of stuff today that's casting itself against the knowledge of God. Now, I don't care how smart or how dumb you are, you don't have an excuse not to live right. <clears throat> Praise God. Because if you understand it says to be baptized in Jesus' name, to repent of your sins, to be filled with the Holy Ghost, you've got enough knowledge. Stand on that. If you have enough knowledge to know that it says not to sin and you know what sin is, you've got enough knowledge to be saved. You don't have to know the interpretation of Greeks and the difference between Assyrians and Syrians and all that stuff. You've got enough already to be saved. Come on. Hallelujah. Praise God. What we got to do is learn that our warfare is not somebody in the church, somebody on the street, but that we're fighting evil spirits. Amen. Evil spirits are coming to... How many of you ever read the Word of God and some kind of voice spoke to you and said, You don't believe that, do you? Anybody in here ever had that happen to them? Huh? Or what voice was that? You was reading the Word of God. You suppose God told you not to believe His Word? Come on. Hallelujah. Casting down every... Casting down every wicked imagination... 
and everything that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God bringeth into captivity. It bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Now that's the one I'm working on. I'm just working hard at that one. Amen. I'm working real hard at that one. To bring into captivity every thought. Praise God. Praise God. I wonder how many of you are working on that one. To bring into captivity every thought. Hallelujah. You may be seated this morning. <clears throat> and having in readiness to revenge all disobedience with your obedience in is fulfilled. How many of you would like to be saved? Then obey whether you understand or not. I've obeyed the ministry when I disagreed with them. I've obeyed the ministry when I didn't understand what I should obey for. I've obeyed the ministry when I knew I better obey. I've obeyed the Word of God when I understood it, and I've obeyed it when I didn't understand it. The way to salvation is obedience. God hates rebellion. And I want to tell you little sweet things in here, something this morning. I love you. I'm gentle and patient with you, really. But you don't get in this church and in two weeks you know as much as we do. You don't get in this church and in six months you know as much as we do. You never did have a baby in your house that when it was six months old could sit down on the stool and instruct you in the words of wisdom and how to raise kids. My little one, you've got to grow up in Christ just like you grew up in this world. And that that can be a problem too because some people want to cram themselves to where they think they can grow up in two years. And uh, Paul said one time, much learning doth make thee mad. Hallelujah. Praise God. You can get so much of this, it's making you go bananas instead of being what you ought to be. Just walk with God. I said just walk with God. You know I've ran, I used to run cross country when I was a kid and running's a whole lot um, faster than walking. Even if you double time, it's faster than walking. We call it double time in the Army. When I was uh, running track, we called it jogging. Praise God. <clears throat> and uh, that's a whole lot faster than walking, Brother Mark. But it don't make no difference whether you jog or you run or what. 
You can't go as far as you do when you walk. But one thing about walking, it's consistent. Amen. I know folks that could run like the Dickens today. They'd be in bed for two or three more days. I know folks that could walk and not done a lot of walking that could get up in the morning and walk some more. Amen. Walking is consistent. How many of you want to learn to be consistent in Christ Jesus? Praise God. Now, our weapons are not weapons of this world. And when the preacher is preaching for you to go to prayer that's one of the weapons that the Lord's gave you to use prayer does lots of things first of all it brings you into subjection to God how many of you want to come into subjection to God prayer gives you assurance that God is communicating with you Hallelujah. How many of you want to know that you and God still on talking terms with each other? Hallelujah. Prayer gives you righteous instructions. That's right. When I go to prayer, I get righteous instructions. I just uh, heard my mother talking to Brother Freeman, who is regional director of Africa, and uh, we're waiting on all lights to turn green here, and it looks like they're getting greener every minute, and I heard her tell Brother Freeman everybody knew I was supposed to go to Africa but me. That's how I come to Hutchison. Everybody knew it but me. So she said she got on her knees and got to praying to God and said, you're going to have to speak to me. And God spoke to her this week and gave her righteous instructions. Hallelujah. And you know, God don't have to speak to you to go to Africa to preach. He could just speak to you the answer to your problem. A lot of you got great big problems in your life, which are in my life, are little bitty molehills. Because I done surpassed them, you see. But <clears throat> you need to learn to do what Jesus said, speak to the mountain. And say, be thou removed. You know what? A lot of you are having trouble with, you won't remove the mountain. You keep the mountain in your way. You say, well, this mountain torments me. And God says, speak to it. Tell it, get out. You say, I can't. I love this mountain. Praise God. I didn't come to preach this morning. I came to teach. If you're waiting on me to get going 100 miles an hour, you have to wait a little longer.
Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. He said, speak to it and say, get in the sea. Get out of my way. Get out of my life. There are things God wants us to get out of our life. And when we get them out of our life, he'll give us the results we want. pounding on you and going to tell you you got to do this and you got to do that I've had some folks tell me lately they're going to do I had one call me up said it don't make no difference brother Elder what you think I'm leaving town goodbye I said goodbye but I bet you when they come back to town it's going to be a different story Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. If you're going to do something, you better do it right anyhow. Praise God. God looks down on all of us, you and me included this morning. Praise God. And I'm going to tell you this morning that if you want the right results, you're going to do the right thing. And we get a lot of aspirations and inspirations and and all kind of uh, ideas that are not God's ways and God's ideas and God's aspirations and God's inspiration. How many of you want God's inspirations in you? If you're going to do something, ask God before you do it. And, then, and uh, don't do it until you get His okay. And one thing that we could do is separate ourselves from the world. How many of you believe that? You need to separate yourself. Some of you are living in sin trying to serve God and you're not having a whole lot of results. That's about like trying to ride in two cars going two different directions. That's a lot of pain. A lot of frustrations. Amen. Uh, <clears throat> and I don't believe really that God wants us being frustrated all the time. I don't think that every day because I'm serving God, I wake up, I should be in a trial of my life. I don't think every day when I'm serving God that I wake up, I should just be in the heat of the battle. Any army I ever served in had a time of reprieve. I have what we call R&R. Brother uh, Carriker's not in here this morning. Brother Mango is. And Brother... Uh, Grubs is, and these men know what I'm talking about. R&R &R simply stands for rest and recuperation. And uh, God's not an unjust God. He don't keep his people in a battle all the time. Amen. If you're in a battle all the time, it's because <clears throat> uh, you're doing something wrong. 
Praise God. Amen. Uh, there's something you're not yielding to God about. There's something you're not obeying and following the instructions God has given you. And uh, really, you're not warring with somebody else. You're warring with yourself. Really, you're not warring even there with the devil. You're warring with yourself. Fighting with yourself. And Paul said that. He said in the book of uh, Romans, he said, The things that I would not do, I do. And the things that I would do, I, would, I do not. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of you want to do the things that God wants you to do? then you must separate yourself from the world because you could come down here and pray until God spoke to you and gave you righteous instructions godly ways and divine openings to know how to walk in the way and then go out there with the ungodly and listen to them and pretty soon you're confused you don't even have the clarity of what God told you in the hour of prayer and you say well why should I separate myself from them so that you can keep your head clear with what God's doing and be a servant and a son of God Hello. Praise God. I wonder how many of you want to hear righteous instruction this morning. In 2 Corinthians, the 6th chapter, and the 14th verse, and some of you are absolutely doing this, but in 2 Corinthians, the 6th chapter, and the 14th verse, he said, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Some of you have as... It's a fact that some of you have more friendship in the world than you do in the church. And you're having a lot of difficulties with your spiritual walk with God, too, over it. Your friendship should be in the house of God. With those that are of all the same belief. Right, like, say it, precious faith. That's what the Bible said. Like precious faith. Amen. And he said here, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness? My wife, when she wants it dark, she wants it dark. She don't want light. I got up this morning and I touched my lamp, and all the witchcraft had disappeared. My lamp didn't come on. I looked at her, I said, the lamp didn't come on. She said, I know it, something goofy's happened to them. I said, what do you mean? She said, they come on in the middle of the night. And I don't like it, so I unplugged them. You know what she was telling me? 
When it's dark, I sleep, and I want it dark. I don't want light. We can't mix them up in this bedroom and me sleep. Light and darkness does not go together. How's come some of you try to make it work? No wonder you're having such bad results. You're trying to make something work that's unworkable. Oh my God, I can tell by looking at some folks' faces they want me to stop right now. They don't want me to preach another word this morning. Hello. You're not going to make things work out according to your flesh because the warfare we're in is a spiritual battle for your soul. I wrote down my Bible. I don't have it ready to preach yet. Brother Urshan said something the other day and I wrote it down of those that don't even care for their souls. They are going to seek to please the flesh and destroy their souls. It's in the Bible. It's the Word of God. It said they don't even care for their souls. Amen. Amen. If you care anything at all about your soul, you're going to separate yourself from darkness. You're going to separate yourself from unrighteous fellowship. It's no wonder some of you poor little things have problems living for God. You live around places where somebody tells you all day long, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. I'm singing your song, you're wrong. And you run around all day long. I don't know whether I'm wrong or whether I'm right. Well, praise God. I know I'm right. And I'm not fooling around with them that think they're right. They don't even think they're right. They know they're wrong, but they want you to be as wrong as they are. Amen. They want you to be as evil as they are. They want you to be as ungodly as they are. They love darkness and they want you to love darkness. And you say you love light. And you say, well, I'm going to hang in there till they get the light. You sometime ought to go start pouring white paint in black paint. See how fast you turn it white. Hello. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, you can turn it white, but it's going to take a long time. It's going to take a lot of paint, too. Come on. If you expect it all happen tomorrow and just a little dab of stuff, you're in trouble. Hello. Praise God. That's about as simple as I know how to tell you and you know what I'm talking about. 
Praise God. Now, he said here, what concord, or what, well, it goes on to say, what communion hath light with darkness, and what concord has Christ with the devil? Belial's a devil. When Jesus was casting out uh, sickness and was doing, casting out devils and things, they said he's a son of Belial. He's a son of the devil. That's what they said about him. Amen. And what fellowship has Christ with the devil? Amen. Or what part hath he that believe with an infidel? An infidel is much like an atheist. And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? And he said, you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, fellowship them, run with them, and love them. Try to win them to God. My, 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 my. What did it say? What did it say? How many of you love the Word of God? Well, he said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Some folks said it's hard to live for God. No, I'll tell you what's hard. The way of the transgressor is hard. That's what's hard. Amen. It's not hard to live for God. It's wonderful and easy and glorious. Amen. The way of the transgressor is hard. Hallelujah. And then he went on to say here, I will dwell in them and walk in them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Wherefore come out from among them and be ye separated. Saith the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you. We're living in a wicked generation in a wicked hour when men and women are getting themselves tied up with each other and bonds of matrimony are being made without matrimony. Well, you might as well say, man, we're living there. It's what we call shacking up. It's just a glorified, modern-day acceptance of this society of adultery. Amen. Now, I'm going to tell you something this morning. It's hard. I know it's hard when you come out of sin to break yourself off from something. And if they'd have killed the children of the Edomites and the Moabites and the Moabites. But you know what they did? Huh? 
How many of you know what they did? Let me tell you something. We get wiser, we think, and uh, we think that there comes a time when you have to stand still and fight for your rights. There's t there comes a time when you have to stand up and you have to fight for God. Amen. You have to stand for your convictions. You have to be loyal to God. You listen to me. I'm going to turn you over to the book of Judges. I want you to read out of the book of Judges. God made these people, and he made them to take the land. He didn't make them to dwell with them in the land. He made them to take the land. He gave the land to them. But to have the land, they had to drive out the inhabitants of the land, destroy them. But when you read the first book of Judges, the 28th verse, And it came to pass when Israel was strong, when Israel was strong, that they put the Canaanites to tribute and did not utterly drive them out. They said, no, nah, there's an easier way than this. We'll all of us dwell in the land together. There's a lot of folks today that's going to try to live for God like that. God said to drive this out of your life, but you said, no, I'll learn to live with it. I've watched women say, I'll live with him. I can do it. Never considering they're sacrificing their children because the children can't live with it. And they thought they got the battle won because they took the easy way out only when their children became young adults to drive them down, to make fun of them, till finally they didn't have any faith or confidence to live for the God they stood for all the years. Because when they were young, they didn't destroy that thing out of their life. Amen. You're not going to dwell with something that God said to destroy, kill, get rid of. He said, be ye separate. I am holy. Be ye holy as I am holy. Let me tell you something. A lot of things that we think that we can dwell with and walk with and talk with today, God don't have nothing to do with. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You listen to this. Said, God made Israel strong, neither did Ephraim. You know what the problem is? That's what's going on in Pentecost today. That's what one pastor's doing, the other pastor's doing. When one pastor said, well, he didn't capture the land like God said to, so I don't have to either. I sit in a meeting yesterday. It don't make any difference what the Word of God said. It's how we feel about it. The Bible said that the bishop shall be the husband of one wife. Now we're starting to put ministers in, in office with their second and third wife. What's that going to do for tomorrow's generation with this adulterous generation coming on? They'll be swapping wives in the church in the next generation. 
preacher can't preach against it because he's living in it. You better believe I'm going to say it like it is. I don't care if they kill me over it. this next generation it'll be an adulterous generation but it's the same thing that God said he destroyed the world over he said that the sons of God love the daughters of men more than they did the daughters of God they loved that which was evil more than they did that which was sacred holy and sanctified God don't come in this generation and destroy it, he'll have to raise Sodom and Gomorrah up. And I'm not preaching against other churches. I'm preaching about the true living church of God. You might be remarried and be saved, but you better keep that out of the ministry. God said, I'll have a holy and a clean people in that pulpit that can preach my word and don't have to bow down to the people because they're living in the same sins. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. And that's what happened to Ephraim. Ephraim looked over there and the God that made, made Judah alive Made him king of the beasts. Instead of destroying them, he said, because they got weapons of iron, we can't take it. Our weapons are not of this world. Our weapons are God's weapons. And they can overcome anything of this world. God made Judah a lion. He should have did the work of God. And next thing you know, Ephraim's over there looking. He said, well, he didn't do it. He didn't drive out the Canaanites and, and dwelled in Gezer by the Canaanites, dwelt in Gezer among them, and neither did Zeblum drive out the inhabitants of Ketron and the inhabitants of Nail, but the Canaanites dwelled among them and became tributaries. And that's just exactly what's going on. Jehoshaphat drove the whole mess out, but here they come now with gifts and presents. And we want to make a league with you. I'm going to tell you something. You're not making a league with me. Call me narrow-minded. Call me fanatic. Call me whatever. But I'm going to stand up for God to my dying breath. Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'd rather die right than leave here crooked. And you don't have to be found in a bar downtown to be crooked. Hallelujah. Praise God. And here they come, and God's blessing him. Boy, if you think you can't backslide when God's blessing you, that's the most easiest time I know of in a person's life to lose out with God is when God's blessing you. And here he comes. Now God gets to blessing you and pretty soon you get this idea I can save anything. I can even save what God's cursed. Oh, right. oh. Some 
of you folks in here, you're going to do better than I can do. You're going to save some things. God's cursed. I'm going to tell you what. God's blessings was on Jehoshaphat, but God hated Ahab. Ahab killed God's servant and took his vineyard. Ahab hated God's prophets and sent them groves all over Israel and served false gods and killed the children of Israel to false gods. Served them to false gods and false idols. It's a going on all over the place today. You walk from one church, it's as holy as all get out. You walk to the next church, it's as ungodly as all get out. You think anywhere you go in the UPC, it's going to be like it is around here. You're kidding yourself. Amen. And Brother Keith done tried it. He knows that's right. Amen. Thank God he had enough sense to come home. Hallelujah. Praise God. Had to try some other trash out too, but whatever it takes, God, break him down, make him serve you right. Hallelujah. How many of you want to serve God right this morning? Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah. I want to serve God right this morning. There is a holy God coming after a holy people that is called by his namesake. I don't care what they do in that church or that church around here. We're going to do it by the word of God and we're going to live as close to the line as we know how. I don't care if they get to marry them five times in them churches. Ain't going to have nothing in some of these UPC churches pretty soon. Nothing but a wife swapping business. That's all they're going to have. And I could have done that when I was out in the world. Praise God. Praise God. Go out and tell them I said so. Hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. Praise God. I'd rather live somewhere out in the mountain and catch fish than I would have to live with a bunch of people I had to break down from from what God has convicted me through all these years for. Amen. That's a fact. Well, I'll tell you what, when I got to throw all my convictions away that God's taught me by His Word, you're not going to catch me in no mountain catching fish trying to live for God you're going to catch me back down there at the pool hall and in the beer joint and running around acting just like a real sinner instead of sitting around the church acting like I'm saved Amen, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah I'll tell you one thing Tom one thing we didn't do is go to church and act like we saved when we wasn't Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I'm going to tell you something. Television was a sin when I was a kid, and it's still a sin. 
And I'm going to tell you something else. Adultery was a sin when I was a kid, and it's still a sin. I don't care whose blessings it's on. Whether it's the preacher's blessings, grandma's blessings, grandpa's blessings, mom and dad's blessings, it is adultery. I'm not after you people in here that come in and got saved and God washed your sins away and cleaned you up, but I'm telling you there is no business in the church of being divorced and remarried in the church. Period. No excuse for it. And I've seen it in the ministry lately and it's blown my mind. When we stoop that low, wonder what else we'll stoop to. Well, time will tell whether I'm a false prophet. Oh, yeah, well, he's the only one. He ought to straighten up and get in tune with the rest of them. Johnny's out of step. Well, you know, a lying spirit can come on you. I, I like what Brother T.W. Barnes taught me a couple weeks ago. I pay attention to my elders. He said, uh, he said that man changed from holy angels to evil angels and he don't even know when it happened. Now you listen to this. A lying spirit will get a hold of you. Look, I can get to where I'm just like some of the Israeli kings. I seek to please you more than I do God. And because of the evil situations we're living in, I'm doing everything I can to make it easy for you. Till pretty soon this church is so wicked, God said, I won't even speak in that place. I'll put Ichabod over the door. And he's all blessed up here. Jehoshaphat's all blessed up here. Why he's all blessed up here? Boy, he's going to save things. God's even cursing. He called up old Ahab and he said, Hey, Ahab, he said, How about us going together and whipping these dudes? Now, you know what happened here? The thing that happened here was he forgot that the battle was God's. And he thought he better link up with old Ahab down here. He needed more physical, fleshly help. I see even preachers today running to other preachers to get guidance. Whatever happened to old-fashioned prayer and the Bible? Hallelujah. Cannot God speak to his people? Say, yeah, but I need somebody to confirm it. You don't need to go ask them to confirm it. You study and pray and go to the places where they preach at and God will confirm it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now he's got this stupid old king that God hates hooked up to him. You want to get in trouble, just go hook up to something God hates.
lean on the arm of flesh. The Bible said he that leaneth up on the arm of flesh. The Bible said he's cursed. If our God can't deliver us, who can? Read with me the 18th chapter, the third verse. Ahab, king of Israel. Those of you who want to go home, you can go home. I'm going to preach this to them that want to hear the rest of this. Ahab, king of Israel, said unto Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, Wilt thou go with me to Ramoth, Gilead? He answered, I am as thou art. Now that was a lie to start with. There ain't no way that Ahab and Jehoshaphat were as each other. Only in the fact that one was king of Israel and the other was king of Judah. Outside of that, there was no comparison. Well, somebody said, Brother Elder, the same enemies was encamped around Jehoshaphat that was encamped around Israel. So he was just like he was. Okay, so then the same devils parked around us as they are the world. We need to run to the weak and the beggarly elements of this world to get deliverance. Many of you ready for me to stop some more? Praise God. Now here we go. And Ahab, king of Israel, said unto Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, Wilt thou go with me to Ramoth Gilead? And he answered and said, Oh, I am as thou art. And Jehoshaphat said unto the king of Israel, Inquire, pray thee, at the word of the Lord today. Therefore the king of Israel gathered together of prophets, four hundred of them. Now you know God speaks in big numbers. If God is with the majority, it's right. I'm going to tell you something, buddy. These wasn't prophets from another denominational church. These were prophets from among Israel. Hallelujah. And he said here, I got 400 of them. You wait till you hear these boys prophesy. Man, I've trained these boys to prophesy like I want them to. They hate that bread of affliction and water. They don't like being parked down there in a dungeon, isolated by themselves. I've trained these boys when I tell them to prophesy, they prophesy just like I tell them to. Therefore the king of Israel gathered together the prophets 400 and said unto them, Shall we go to Ramoth Gilead to battle or shall I forbear? And they said, Go up for God will deliver it unto the king's hand. But Jehoshaphat said, Is there not here a prophet of the Lord besides that we might inquire of him? And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, There's yet one man by whom we may inquire of the Lord, but I hate him. For he never prophesied good unto me, but always evil. 
Same as Micaiah the son of Emma and Jehoshaphat said, Let not the king say so. There was one thing about Jehoshaphat. He knew how to inquire the Lord. He knew how to walk before the Lord. And he knew when he heard from God. There's some folks that know all that stuff and still do the wrong thing. Come on. Now I know I'm not in here giving out milk this morning. But there comes a time you got to grow up and eat some meat. Hallelujah. I hope I don't choke you to death this morning, but you sure better get your little eyes open this morning. I hit some things on the front end of this, and everybody said, glory to God, praise God, amen, but now it's awful quiet in here. I'm even getting some awful looks out there, terrible looks. It looks like I hit some of you with some mud pies or something. Hallelujah. Now he said here, he said the king of Israel called for one of his officers and said, Fetch quickly Micaiah the son of Emma. And the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat king of Judah sat either on them on his throne, clothed in the robes, and they sat in a void place at the entering end of the gate of Samaria. And all the prophets prophesied before them. And Zedekiah the son of, I can't even say that one, Shaniah, had made him horns of iron and said, Thus saith the Lord. Hmm, never noticed that before. He had iron horns on his head. Now listen to this. Thus saith the Lord, With these thou shalt push Syria until they be consumed. Kind of dressed up a little bit like a witch doctor. And all the prophets prophesied, saying, Go up to Ramoth Gilead and prosper, for the Lord shall deliver it into the hand of the king. And the messenger that went to call Micaiah spake to him, saying, Behold, the words of the prophets declare good to the king with one assent. Let the word, therefore, I pray thee, be like one of theirs, and speak thou good. When he went and got Micaiah, he said, I will tell you what, all the rest of these preachers have been telling the king it's all all right. And... Uh, when you get there, you better tell him the same thing. Ain't you kind of tired of staying down here eating this bread of affliction and all this stuff anyhow, and water and all this stuff? You just better get on the bandwagon, boy, and ride. Oh, God, it's quiet in here. I wish God make somebody else preach sermons like this instead of me. I tell you, you hear all these dumb preachers around this town. Oh, this preacher says this, this preacher says that. This, you better find out which one of them is talking and God's talking to him. Amen. You can hear all kinds of voices, but that don't mean you're hearing from God. You know, everywhere you go in this town, you don't have to repent to be saved. 
I wonder if there's another preacher besides this one in this city that preaches you have to repent to be saved. I wonder if there's another preacher in this city that preaches you've got to be baptized in Jesus' name to be saved. Is there another preacher in this city that preaches you've got to, to uh, be filled with the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues to be saved? Does he preach you got to be baptized in Jesus' name? Nah. Take me to him this afternoon. I'll prove to you you're wrong. There ain't another one in this city. Galen, they didn't tell you the cutting hair and women wearing slacks was holy. But they told you that us women that don't cut our hair and the women that don't wear slacks are of the devil. Is that what they told you? Huh? Come on. They said that's of the devil. God don't expect that out of you to be saved. Come on. Come on. That's what they'll preach. You don't have to be holy to be saved. Hey, take me to your preacher. Take me over there to him. With you. see what he preaches out of this not out of this hallelujah I ain't got anything to be afraid of they don't preach it you know why they don't preach it because their board says you better not preach it You'll be fired. One little Methodist preacher out here seen that he needed speaking in tongues to be saved and he started preaching it. He only got to preach it one Sunday and he got fired right here in Hutchison. Right out there at 30th and Hendricks. Go check it out. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They don't preach that. They preach fables. The Bible said the time will come when they preach stories to you. They preach lies to you. They preach fairy stories to you. They scratch your ears and scratch your back. Hallelujah. Same thing going on today. You for one. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now listen. And he said here, 
Micaiah said, as the Lord liveth, even my God said that I will speak. I'll tell what God said. And that's it. That's all I'm going to say. And when he was come to the king, the king said unto him, Micaiah, shall we go to Ramoth Gilead to battle, or shall I forbear? And he said, go ye up and prosper, and they shall be delivered into your hands. <laughs> You think every time a preacher tells you to do something, it's God. You might get surprised because I'll tell you what God's told me lots of time about some folks. They have rebelled against me. They have prayed for me to let them do what I told them I didn't want them to do. Now tell them go ahead and do it. Every time a preacher tells you go do something, when he tells you to go do something and you know it's wrong, you ought not to accuse him for telling you to do something wrong because you've been praying to God to do that wrong thing all along. You just wanted his blessings to go do it. And when he tells you to go do it wrong and you go out there and get half killed, don't blame him and don't blame the church. It was your rebellion. If you want to go home, you that want to go home. I'm going to preach to them through this morning. The house is empty. You know I don't come out here preaching every Sunday morning like this. Hallelujah. But God put something in me this morning. Hallelujah. Our weapons are not carnal. If my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, I'll be their God. I'll deliver them. Some of you want delivered your way. God wants to deliver you, period. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now he went on to say, he told him, you better prophesy the way the king wants you to. There's another king up there now. And the king said to him, how many times shall I adjure thee that thou say nothing but the truth to me in the name of the Lord? You know, even that filthy, wicked, stupid Ahab knew that all them preachers weren't talking to him from God. You've got God's word. If a preacher tells you to do something that's against God's word and you do it, you know it's wrong. You know it's wrong. You know it's wrong. God put something inside of every one of us. He put a conscience inside of us. And you know it's wrong. Amen. And you're not going to do it and get by. Amen. 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 That's right. 
just because a preacher told you to do it don't mean it's got God's blessing on it. You go out there and smoke and take God's name in vain. All that trash and preachers sit around and say it's all right. You're saved just like that. And you suck that stuff up like a buzzard sucking a bunch of dead puke out of a dead cow. You go ahead and suck that trash up and run with it, but you'll go to hell. And the reason why you'll go to hell, your conscience told you it was wrong when you heard it. You gotta live by your own conscience and by every word of God which proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Amen. Praise God. I'm preaching, you shut up. I'm preaching. You shut up or get out. Hallelujah. Then he went on to say here. Then he said, I did see all of Israel scattered upon the mountain as sheep that have no shepherd. And the Lord said, These have no master. Let them return therefore every man to his house in peace. The truth of the matter was Ahab's going to get killed today. And these false prophets are telling him, go out there, he's going to win the battle. Hey, you can't hide from God. Go ahead and hide. You know what he did, that dirty, rotten thing? You think that he was a friend of Jehoshaphat? He told Jehoshaphat, you go out in your king's robe, but I'm going to disguise myself today. Now, Jehoshaphat, you go out there. That way they'll get you instead of me. And the order was throughout all of Assyria, Syrians was kill the king. Let everything else go but get the king. And brother, they gathered around old Jehoshaphat. They said, we got him cornered up. You know what saved Jehoshaphat? Was God still loved him. He was just teaching him a hard lesson. Hallelujah. And when Jehoshaphat cried out to God, God put something in their mind that this ain't the king of Israel. We ought to look for the other one. Amen. And he couldn't find the other one. He's disguised. He looked like an ordinary soldier. Probably looked like a recruit. Probably looked like a private. Son, I don't have no rank or no business out here. I'm just really here because the king sent me. Disguise. Nobody knew who he was. And this one dude, he was just a frustrated soldier. He wanted to kill something or somebody. And now we're withdrawn, retreating. So he just turned around and pulled his bones and And he let that arrow fly. And God said to that old wicked soldier, thank you. And he took and grabbed a hold of that arrow. And he said, you can disguise yourself all you want to, Ahab. I think I can pick on you. You're beginning to look like <laughs> 
Oh, Micaiah, the true prophet of God, said, I'll tell you what, if you come home alive and well tonight, he said, I ain't even heard from God. And that there prophet that walked up and smocked him one in the face, he said, which way did the lion spirit come from? You see, it was a lion spirit. I wanted to get on that lion spirit this morning. It was a lion spirit that came upon those preachers and told that king, you get on up there. I'm going to tell you what God said. God was up in heaven. You want to hear what Micaiah said? Turn your Bible open over there to, to uh, chapter 18 of Second Chronicles. He said, then he said, I did see all Israel scattered upon the mountains of sheep that have no shepherd. And the Lord said, these have no master. Let them return therefore every man to his house in peace. And the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, did I not tell thee that he would not prophesy good unto me but evil? And again he said, therefore, hear the word of the Lord. And I saw the Lord sitting upon his throne and all the host of heaven standing on his right hand and on his left hand. Man, I mean, he had them all there. They was all about the throne. And the Lord said, Who shall entice Abraham, king of Israel, that he may go up and fall at Ramoth Gilead? I'm bringing him into judgment this time. Who's going to go? There came a spirit. You're fighting spirits today, people. Amen. There came a spirit and stood before the Lord and said, I'll entice him. And the Lord said unto him, Wherewith? You know, the devil is very effective, he lies to people. And they swallow his lies. Right and left. The best spirit I know to get you messed up with is a lying spirit. It don't make no difference whether it comes out of your husband, your wife, your kids, your grandpa, your grandma, your boss. God said I'll send them a lying spirit. Amen. I'm going to tell you, these preachers are lying to these people, and they're swallowing it up hook, line, and sinker, and America's getting deeper in Sodom and Gomorrah every day. They was telling the truth. Why aren't we becoming a nation of righteousness instead of what we are? Amen. 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 Oh, no. It's got so that they ain't nothing but homosexuals in their pulpits. And they're sure enough not going to preach against nothing because how can a homosexual preach against anything? First of all, he's so perverted with lying spirits he don't believe anything's wrong with anything except the holy things of God and he's against everything God stands for. Hallelujah. Praise God. And he said... To him, he said, I'll, he said, I'll go out. I'll be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And the Lord said, Thou shalt entice him. That's the best thing I've heard today. And thou shalt also prevail and go out. And even so, now therefore, behold, the lion 
the Lord hath put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these prophets. And the Lord has spoken evil against thee. No Zedekiah, he thought he's somebody special. He walked up and smacked him on the face. He said, which way did the lion spirit come from? You can get so arrogant towards God, you don't think you're ever going to get in trouble with God. You can make yourself God. Hallelujah. And Micaiah said, Behold, thou shalt see on that day when thou shalt go into an inner chamber and hide thee. You're going to be afraid when he comes back. Because when he comes back, he's going to be dead. And everybody in then is going to know you're a lying prophet. When he comes back dead, you're going to try to hide yourself because they're going to get you. You're not getting out of this scot-free. Praise God. So how in the world, Brother Elder, we're going to fight him? Turn to 2nd Chronicles, the 20th chapter. The next time, the next time he goes to fight these people, he left Ahab out of the picture and he left Israel out of the picture and he put his trust in the man of God and in God. And he doesn't go out there and fight these people with a bunch of wicked stuff hanging on to him. And the next time he goes out there, and God's prophesied, and I don't have time this morning, I wished I did to go through all the prophecies and the prayers of the 20th chapter. But the next time he goes out there, he's going with the Lord with him. God with him. Not Ahab and Ahab's army and Ahab's false prophets, but with God. And say, how in the world are you going? You know, you folks, when you come in here, you, you listen to us and say, well, that don't sound like that. It'll get the job done. There's got to be more than this to this. You know what's wrong? Living for God's too simple, too wonderful. And people try to make it difficult, try to make it hard, and try to, try to, yeah. Yeah, this has got to be a mystery. This has got to be something that you can find the end to this novel. I'll tell you what, if you're going to be saved, it's going to be because you learn two things. Two things. I'm talking about after you repented, after you got baptized in Jesus' name, after you got the Holy Ghost. I'm going to tell you, if you're going to be saved, it's going to be because of two things. You knew how to pray and you knew how to worship. That's what's going to fight your battle. The Lord's going to fight your battle. Listen to this. When he got through all them prayers, he listened to the man of God in the 20th verse. They rose early in the morning, went forth into the wilderness of Tokea. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye what? So shall ye what? How many of you want to prosper? And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord. And that, sh that should praise the beauty of holiness. What? 
holiness, that's not even necessary anymore. You want to get delivered from your enemies? First, learn to love holiness. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. And then he goes on to say here that you should praise the Lord as they went out before the army and to say, Praise the Lord. Praise. You know when you come to church tonight, you know what? The devil says, you can't praise the Lord. And you say, oh, I can't. Why? Because da 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 How many of you want to get over this stuff? How many of you want to get past this stuff? Get your hands up and start praising the Lord. You're not going to deliver yourself. And don't let the devil keep you bound in it forever and ever and ever. Amen. Get your hands up and get loose. Use the weapons of God and not of the flesh and not of the world. Hallelujah. God's given us weapons. All we got to do is use them. Praise God. And that they should say, Praise the Lord. I tell you something, I can't never get used to the South in Kansas. Say, oh, brother, sometimes you talk bad about Kansas. I don't like everything about Kansas. Praise God. I told Brother Urshan the other day, I said, there's one thing I missed since I left Indiana. He said, what's that? I said, back home, the saints used to say, only one I've ever had tried on me, Sister Paula White. Back home, the saints in Indiana, they don't care where you're at. On the bus. Bus go by and they see you, they holler, Praise the Lord, Sister Elder! You know what happened to these people out here? You holler, praise the Lord. They run in some building. Said, My God, them people's crazy. What they Shamed. Ashamed of him. He said, if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you of my appearing. Shamed. Brother, Brother Urshan said, I miss it too, Brother Elder. He said, it don't make no difference. He said, you can be walking down the streets in Indianapolis and the saints see you, they know you, they'll holler, Praise the Lord! Some of us are not ashamed that we're one God, apostolic, tongue-talking, holy roller, born-again, heaven-bound believer, liberated in the power of Jesus' name. Only ones that's got ducked their head and runs is them that are ashamed. The 
The world wants to hear it today. But they can't find it because it's covered up. They're looking for it. Amen. But it's covered up. So who, to, who were them two women? I don't know, but they must know each other because they're dressed alike. Maybe they're sisters. Look like they go to some kind of a church. Got the church so covered up. Hello. Hello. How many of you want to get the weapons of warfare out and use them? Hallelujah. And said, praise the Lord. Hey, if them people downtown smoking their pipes and smoking their cigars and doing all and taking God's name in vain and everything else and walk up and say to each other, praise the Lord. Why can't the church of the living God? Huh? I said, why can't the church of the living God? Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise His name this morning. Hallelujah. We need to use our weapons of warfare. God spoke to me the other night and said, if you'll fast and pray, I'll take care of you. I've always took care of you in the past. Praise God. Hallelujah. He'll take care of me. I'd rather have him fighting for me than all of y'all. And I love you. And I appreciate it. But I tend to one rather have him fighting for me. Amen. Hallelujah. And he went by there and he said, Praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. And when they begin to sing and to praise the Lord, said ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and the Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir utterly to slay. God put something in them people's heart to work each other over. You know, if we do what God wants us to do, God will put it in the heart of the world to fight each other while the church just has a Holy Ghost revival. Hallelujah. 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 How many of you believe it this morning? Let me tell you here. Second Corinthians ten three and four. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. I'm as guilty of it as you are. Told some old boy the other day, if it takes me a thousand dollars to clean her plow, I'll spend it. And then I got to thinking, you ought to use that for God.
say, you just think, Brother Elder, you're perfect, don't you? You know what I think? I think you're stupid and ain't caught on. That's what I think. I have more trouble with me than I do anybody. And nobody knows it better than me. You know what's wrong with you? You don't think you have any problems. You need to start at your own house cleaning your own back door. When you get your own back door cleaned up, come talk to me. You're walking and worn with the flesh. Hallelujah. Get your flesh out of the way. Get to praising God. Get your eyes on God. Get your eyes on the Lord. Get your eyes on Jesus. Get your eyes off the preacher. Get your eyes off a of sister so-and-so. Get your eyes off a of brother so-and-so. Get your eyes on Jesus. Get your eyes on Jesus. If he can't deliver you, you're in trouble. Praise God. Our weapons are not flesh. But our weapons are spiritual weapons. Prayer. Come on. They're not carnal. But they're mighty. How many of you want to have some mighty weapons? How many of you want to use mighty weapons? Pray. 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 Every time I walk in them church doors and I catch these people in here praying, I say, thank God, thank God, thank God, thank God. They're going to make it, thank God. If they pray, they'll make it. If they pray, they'll make it. If they pray, they'll make it. If he prays, he'll make it. If she prays, she'll make it. Hallelujah. My God, I feel so much God on me this morning, I don't even want to stop. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. My people will humble themselves. Quit trying to straighten somebody else out and straighten yourself out. Humble yourself. Get down on your knees and tell God you're sorry. You need him to save you. How many of you need God to save you this morning? Hallelujah. So I'm already saved. You're already out. You're not saved. He that endured to the end saved. And you ain't at the end yet. Hallelujah. You got a long road in front of you. Got to learn to walk with God. Hallelujah. Just because you come in here and did a few things we told you to do don't mean you know more than we do or you're in and we're out. Say, what are you saying that for, Brother L? It's pretty harsh. Well, if you're not doing it, don't take it. You know, I wear a size 8D. What size you wear, Brother Key? Come up here. Here. Put, put, put your foot in my shoe. 
huh? Well, mine goes in yours. Let's put, put yours in mine. Would you like walking that all day? No, you're kind of tight. And what some folks do when they go to church, they just put everything on and try to wear it. This didn't go to you, don't try to wear it. But if it went to you, put them on and wear it. preaching this morning. Hallelujah. Let's stand. I don't know if singing will help this or not. But we might ought to praise the Lord. In hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, I walk in this house. Be our God. Be our strength. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. He's my rock. He's my rock. Hallelujah! I love to praise you. 